You are listening to Redefining Disability, an adaptive sports podcast brought to you by Move United. I am your host, Sean Butcher, and I have the privilege of serving as the editor of Move United Magazine, the nation's leading adaptive sports publication. Each week, tune in to hear how sports have made it possible for our nation's adaptive athletes, training tips from the best coaches and program leaders, and news on the latest technology, equipment, and trends in the industry. After suffering injuries from a roadside bomb in Iraq, retired Army Specialist Kyle Moxley tried different sports. Each new sport led him to figure out his true abilities and narrow down what he wanted to do. Moxley settled on skiing because it freed his mind from what happened in the past. Now in his fifth year on the Paralympic circuit, he trains with the National Sports Center for the Disabled and is currently ranked sixth in the nation in alpine skiing. So Kyle, thanks for joining us today. Not a problem. And, um, you know, we I want to just jump right in and, and talk about how uh, sport and sports have been, have played a, a role in your life. And so maybe, uh, obviously we'll talk about now and what you're up to now, but but how how was, uh, how involved were you in sports growing up? Um, I was not an athletic person. Uh, I was not a sports guy. I was uh, uh, definitely not a sports guy. Just more of a, I would, I don't want to say an intellectual, but kind of a homebody, just doing my own thing, staying out of trouble, staying out of the way and doing what I needed to get done. So you, did you first get your inkling and interest in fashion and sports you know, as part of your military service or, or afterwards, or where did that buck catch? Definitely after, um, I was, uh, after I was injured, um, I was kind of confused. I didn't know you know, what I needed to fall back on. I didn't have anything after I was injured to fall back on. And I wanted to reach out and try and try and do everything and uh, see what I can still do as, as uh, a disabled, you know, disabled individual. And uh, so I started trying different sports and different. I, I started out with something, you know, fly tying one year. And, uh, and then I kind of stepped it up into the sports uh, and I did whitewater kayaking or learned kayaking and, um, and each new sport kind of led me more and more into what my true abilities are being, uh, uh differently abled, I guess. Um, and so I was really able to narrow down what I wanted to do in sports and, and get that, you know, athletic feeling. So and I kind of settled on skiing and it was just, it was because it, it freed my mind. You know, it was, you ski racing, you have a, a minute and a half maximum and nothing is going on in your head except uh, uh, how to get down the hill, you know? <laughs> and, and so, uh, and I definitely want to talk a lot about skiing. Um, so not being a, a sports person, what, what, possess you i guess to join the join the military um i didn't have anything else to fall back on uh you know i wasn't uh no college uh didn't have the the funding for college i didn't have um i didn't even have a car a license i didn't have anything and uh i didn't live in a you know a good part of town or anything else and I just felt that the military was kind of a way to 
get out of where I was currently at and maybe just take a step up. Yeah, I think that's kind of you know, find my own way in life. So I think when you don't was, have a way, it was just the only thing I had to do. <laughs> so I think that was part of part of why I joined as well. I mean, I had a, a long-standing family tradition of military service, but uh, you know, I grew up in rural West Virginia and, and was you know looking for maybe uh, something a little bit different and a little bit more, and and mm-hmm. so it was definitely part of part of my reason as well. And yeah, and yeah, so. Yeah. What what did you what did you do what did you do in the military? What was your uh, occupation and and um, training like? Um, I was a infantry, so I was eleven Bravo, a yep. self propelled pop up target. Um, but I uh, joined at seventeen. Uh, picked a couple of different duty stations that I wanted. One was Hawaii, of course. You know, I wanted to go to Germany. Um, and a couple stateside, but they sent they sent me to Alaska. So you know that was fun. I uh, spent about five years in Alaska, and then went down to Fort Riley, changed station to Fort Riley, um, and then went overseas to Iraq. And you know, six months after I got to Fort Riley, so. Uh, and was was that um, did you get injured in your first deployment? Yep, I was about seven months into my first deployment in uh, 2004. So, and um, can you walk us through, you know, for maybe the folks that don't know your story or your journey, what 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 happened and what that what that day was like? Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of rough, but you know, <laughs> as most stories are, um, I was uh, we were doing a routine patrol, um, uh shaking hands, nodding smiles, and making sure everything was good to go. Um, we were just coming off of a patrol, um, and I was a lieutenant's gunner, um, and I was just scanning the roadway, and the roadway literally exploded in front of me. The uh, The roadside bomb was less than seven feet from the, the vehicle that we were in at the time. It blew us completely off the road. Um, and I was luckily in an up armored Humvee because I was the lieutenant's gunner, and uh, but I was the I was halfway out of it, the Humvee. So the shrapnel from the explosion went through my armpit, and it uh, it severed the nerves and everything but the bone in my arm, um, including the artery and everything else. And uh, I remember getting out of the vehicle or trying to get out of the vehicle um long story short i was uh, revived twice and they used the nerves out of my right leg um, and put them into my right arm creating a, a limb salvage situation mm-hmm. and in 2004 i was you know one of the first to get that done so it was one of a one of a difficult 10-hour surgeries wow I'm very lucky. So, so that was that was new in 2004. I was a new new kind of procedure in 2004. Yeah, my my doc at the time said, you know, what do you want to do? Do you want to do you want to do you want us to amputate it, or do you want us to try and save it? I was like, well, try and save it. If it doesn't work, then amputate it. I mean, it's kind of <laughs> do your best. <laughs> no brainer, right? <laughs> yeah. He's like, all right. Well, we'll schedule you and get you in. 
And uh, it was supposed to be about six hours, turned out to be about 10 hours. And I still have my arm to this day. So seemed to have done a job at least. And um, what was uh, what was after after that ten hour procedure? What was recovery time like? What was the recovery period? Uh, recovery was was long, painful. Um, I had a lot of nerve damage, obviously, and I had to wait to see what the nerves would would do. They would grow back or not. Some of them, most of them, didn't really. But um, I lost most of the feeling in my right arm. Um, I did regain my shoulder and my elbow. Uh, but I lost the use of my wrist and, you know, 90% of my hand, um, as well as my leg, uh, my ankle, and most of that feeling and movement is compromised as well. Um, but we did about a year of physical therapy, trying to see the nerves and trying to get rid of the, the sensations of the nerves and everything else. And it was a, it was a rough go, but I'm happy with the results. So. Yeah, it's definitely definitely seemed to work. Um, what now? That's sixteen years sixteen years ago, right? So yeah. 17, almost seventeen now. And, and was it during physical therapy that you you know tried some of those sports that you mentioned and and got into sports, or was it a little later? It was definitely later. Um, when I was first injured and had surgery and everything else, there wasn't there wasn't much of a wounded warrior program at all. There wasn't anything that you know there wasn't anything to fall back on that really helped or assisted at that time. Um, and so I was, I, I don't want to say on my own, but that's kind of what it was. Um, I think I, and so I ended up uh, moving. I waited a year of physical therapy and then got through, um, uh, it was like a delayed thing with the army. I was trying still to stay in. Mm-hmm. I was trying to get all my exemptions and stuff to stay in the military at the time, even being injured and stuff. And they weren't letting me, but <laughs> um, I was trying to go through that process to stay in. Um, and so, and after that, uh, I moved to Montana and started just getting a degree and uh, trying to find something to fall back on because I didn't have anything after I was out. So I started going through a uh, voc rehab and went and got my associates, my bachelor's, my master's, and tried to focus on having and finding a job and supporting. And, and what did you study, you know, particularly either at the, at the undergrad or graduate levels? Uh, business. It was all about a business. And I thought it was uh, easy. It's something I could fall back on. And uh, it just came very easy to understand uh, business and marketing and the project management. To That's me, great. I just enjoyed it. Yeah, well, I just kept ver- going with it. <laughs> very versatile too, though you could you could use yes. it in a lot of different places in a lot of different ways. Yeah, because I was I was uh, while I was getting my education, I was actually working as a special education uh, paraprofessional. Hmm. Uh, just one of those. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's my mentality or something. It's a. I just, I want to face my, my challenges. And one of those was uh, PTSD and uh, uh, traumatic brain injury. And the, but the PTSD part, how, how can you overcome that? You know, except having to deal with something outside of yourself, you're not focusing on yourself as much when you're focusing on others. That's true. So yeah. the best way to challenge that is go work as a, you know, people who need you more than you need anything else. Wow. So That's that was kind of, I did that for, Five years 
while getting my my master's and stuff. And I, and I imagine you changed li- many lives along the way. So it, oh. it was helpful for you, but also you helped many yeah, others. Yeah, it was, it was it was something I could focus on except my injury. You know, I don't want to. I'm not thinking about myself and what's wrong with me. I'm thinking about how can I help somebody else. So that was my focus for five years. So. So I guess you, you at that point you still weren't involved in sports or anything. Nope. And so so when did you when did you kind of get get you know your first foray into you know sports or or I moved, I moved down to uh, to Colorado about seven years ago, and uh, and then I found out all, all this adaptive sports stuff, and they've got so much stuff here. And I went into the VA just to check in, and I saw something on the wall, and I was like, "Well, it's skiing. Well, I haven't done that, so I'm gonna. How do I do that?" And then they were like, oh, well, you just go see the recreational therapist we have here at the Grand Junction VA. And I was like, rec therapy. That's recreation and therapy. I love recreation. <laughs> Let's go do some therapy, you know. And I got an appointment and they were like, yeah, this is a it's a winter sports clinic. And, it, you know, you go for a week and you learn how to ski and you do this. And I was like, and they've got so many different things you can try there. And I was like, oh. Let's try it. So we went out and I went and skied and found out how to do it and loved it and uh, met people from all over and, you know, and Bree and everybody else from Move United was there too. So I was like, yeah, and kind of just kind of got into the system through the Winter Sports Clinic. And uh, they then invited me to come out to the Ski Spectacular. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, absolutely, let's do that. And then I got into racing through the ski spectacular, and uh, I found out just how many adaptive sports there are. So I started uh, skiing in the winters, and then I learned um, kayaking through white uh, through uh, Team River Runner, and I started uh, becoming like a, a whitewater kayak instructor as well and uh, teaching others how to whitewater kayak in the summers and skiing in the winters and uh yeah so many yeah. things to do <laughs> that's a, a a pretty good uh of you know dual dual season or dual activity <laughs> uh, sports oh yeah i love it it just keeps my mind busy and it keeps it occupied and gives me a chance to give back in any way i can so it, and was there anything specifically that brought you to uh colorado um mm-hmm. When you made that move seven years ago? Uh, A relationship. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. (laughs) Worked out very well, but definitely. But it brought you there, so that's good. (laughs) It brought me there, and uh, yeah, so it was a good thing. It was a very good thing. It, It changed my life, so... And I guess when you when you move to Colorado or or now of course live in Colorado, you you have to almost ski if not. Yeah, and I yeah. I met my uh, girlfriend of six years here in, at the Winter Sports Clinic, and we've been together six, six years, and she hadn't learned how to ski until two years ago, and so it was nice to, you know, and she's lived in Colorado all her life. Oh, wow. Yeah, so she learned, and then she started instructing with the National Sports Center for the Disabled, and, you know, it's changed her life as well, so. 
So at at ski spec was that was your first introduction to to racing. So what in your mind was uh, was was going on in terms of like oh I, I like skiing maybe I maybe I can I can take it to the next level maybe I can uh, maybe I can uh, you know race what where what what was going on in your mind at that point when you made that decision? Um, it was just uh, I liked skiing, but I wanted to go faster. You know, and and I wanted to learn a little bit more control. And then they at Ski Spec, they put some gates in front of me, and that was really fun. It just stepped it up in that, another level. And you know, I wasn't too fast at that that point, but you know, it was just a, it was an adrenaline rush, and that's really what it stopped my mind from thinking while I'm on the hill. And I'm just I'm just skiing, you know, and I'm just I'm focusing on the gate to gate and the snow, how the snow feels, and you know. The temperature outside and everything else. I'm not. I'm not worried about you know what happened in the past or you know, or, you know the bad things. All it all I see is sunshine and snow, and that's what <laughs> I focus on. And so, how long have you now been competitively uh, skiing? I have been. Comp- this is my I think sixth season. Uh, I say fifth season on the Paralympic circuit. Um. And my sixth year kind of skiing race, race wise, the first year I, I spent training and d- going to different race camps, uh, ski spec and Aspen and, you know, the week long training events. And, um, so about five years ago, I finally hooked up with the national sports center for the disabled and been going competing. I got classified and, uh, with a disability and been competing ever since every, every season. And you mentioned uh, National Sports Center for the Disabled (NSCD), a wonderful Move United member organization. Yep. Um, what is it uh, in terms of that program and that organization that does the trick for you? Um, there's a there's a lot of different reasons, but I would say it's it's more like a family. Like, uh, it's so easy to get along with all of you know, all of the the trainer the people who are training, you know, my teammates, uh, it doesn't matter whether we're on the hill up here competing against each other for points. Um, we're all down here getting ready together and making sure we all have everything that we need. And, uh, the coaches are great here at NICD and, um, everything it's, it's just taken care of in, in such a you know, fluid mo- motion. And, um, uh, we don't have to worry about too much except skiing, you know, and having fun. So, um, yeah, everything's, everything's fluid with NSCD. I think that that's, you know, they can, they can talk to me like a person, like I'm, I'm just me, you know, don't talk to me like I've got a handicap or anything else. It's just like, well, you need to be on the hill skiing. So do it. (laughs) So I'll go do it. You know, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) and so Kyle, what are the things that you're working on? on now what are the things that you're trying to improve in terms of your your competitive you know edge um currently running around sixth in in the nation i'd like to step it up to fifth or fourth or or first really in the standing class um but we've got a a lot of great competitors this year uh they're really coming out of the woodworks here (laughs) (laughs) so we've we've got to really get on our skis really quickly um and really uh, find our own improvements to get up that ladder. Um, 
And so I've, I've got a couple of challenges. Uh, I did just, I got some new skis that I'm trying to break in. Um, I had to get new boots because my old ones were <laughs> pretty beaten up. I've had them for four years. Um, and so uh, I'm racing this week on new boots. Uh, so I'm, I'm just trying to get used to everything this year. It's been a really challenging year with the COVID mm-hmm. uh, pandemic thing going on. Uh, the training started a little late. You know, the, the travel has been a little different. Uh, we haven't been able to go up to Canada or go out to California or uh, everything else. We're kind of staying close to home. We just came back from Park City last week. Um, so this, this we've only had one, two, three. We, uh, we'll have four races uh, this year instead of the normal six to eight. Um, so it's a little different, and I'm I'm just trying to go with the flow uh, trying to improve my own posture and, you know, my standings. And, uh, uh, I think my biggest challenge is slalom with my disability specifically is slalom skiing. And so I'm, I'm challenging myself with that and, uh, um, doing a lot better actually with it this year. I just got, I just got third place in, uh, Park City at the Huntsman cup. Um, got my bronze there in slalom. So I'm, I'm feeling pretty, pretty okay with slalom. So we're doing good this year so far. I saw that. That's fantastic indeed. And, and yeah. so is, is it, besides breaking in new equipment, is it, is it control? Is it speed? Is it, I mean, what are the things that, what are, what are you specifically always trying to improve on? I'm, I'm, I'm sure all of the above, but, but. Yeah, most... it's, it's, a lot, it's a lot more control for me because uh, my, my right side is very weak and uh, unpredictable. We'll say that. Uh, and so really trying to control what my muscles are doing or, you know, how my feet are moving and my, what my ankles are doing and trying to hone in on how that, how I can control that on the snow. Um, that's really what I'm trying to focus on. And uh, coming out to Aspen was a lot different just because it has a different snow texture here. Uh, so I wasn't, I'm not too used to it, but we're going to, it's a little, a little stickier you know it's it holds it really well i was expecting to slide a lot more than i did and so we're getting used to it every every place has different snow and that means you have to control your skis and boots differently and your muscles differently so i'm working on that still and you know this being a kind of the off season year what what are your expectations going into you know 2022 and i know each team's kind of different but what what do you think you need to do to to uh to ultimately hopefully land a spot on the paralympic team and and compete in in 2022 um step it up um currently i'm i'm qualified for the paralympic games in um i think to slalom as well as super g oh both um, yeah okay but you know you you can the us team can only take so many mm-hmm. uh they can only you know they don't have a number of spots yet until they uh i think go out to world cups um I think they're heading over there next month um and so they'll after that they'll they'll find out how many spots they're allowed to take to the games you know and and who's who's on that that list essentially um or you know who's the who's the backups and everything else and mm-hmm. um but i'm just gonna you know i'm gonna i'm gonna ski how i ski and i'm gonna ski faster than what i normally ski and uh try and make all the gates and you know keep up a good attitude and, you know, congratulate everybody around me as well as, you know, stay happy in what I'm doing. 
Um, I'm, I'm always fighting for a spot on the team. I've been, you know, sitting at fifth for standing class, fifth, sixth for a couple of years now. So yeah. uh, just got to find that control and step it up, you know, work on, work on my technique a little bit more and I'll get there. Well, I, you know, never lose faith, never lose hope. That's, that's what I'm right. <laughs> That's right. And, and, you know, you know, you have folks that move United uh, in your, in your corner rooting for you all, all the way. So absolutely. Is there, is there anything else you'd like to like to just kind of share uh, any, any other activities or projects you're working on or, or words of wisdom, anything else you'd like to share? I mean, never quit. Don't just, uh, give up you know you have to get up you have to make your bed every morning you know and uh that'll start your day somehow some way um find some sort of project that uh if that'll keep you busy keep your hands or your mind busy you know stay out of your own head essentially that's what i have to do a lot um you know and 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 find an activity anything Uh, just keep moving move forward so uh, move unitedly. <laughs> <laughs> Never stop moving, you know, and uh, find, find there, there's always help. There's always resources. Uh, and you, you can't stop seeking those resources. And uh, I think move United has been a, a huge resource for me. So well, well, I think thank it's you. great. Appreciate that very much, and and we we uh, appreciate you being a a warfighter ambassador and 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 all the work that you've done. Absolutely, this last year, I you know I also got my Alpine uh, coaching license, one hundred as well, so that I can teach ski instruction as well, race ski racing as well. So, you know, gotta gotta step up, gotta give back, and moving so and, that, and that'll be part of part of your journey and and uh after uh your after you decide to hang up the skis competitively i imagine absolutely move united was like you know do we have these classes and i was like I, I would love to take it and i i took it and i'm i can't wait to be able to give back when we're done you know ski racing so or even while i'm i'm ski racing is uh, you know i sit at the bottom of the hills after my run i watch other runs and i you know they like to come to me for critique. I'm, I love to give it to them. So <laughs> it's an all around kind of thing. 